I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thanks, Yankees. Sports fans can't score you sports news and betting update. You want that betting edge, Capitals? You know you've got to get on the grid. Bad news for the Minnesota Vikings and many fantasy owners, too, heading into the finals. Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook unlikely to suit up for his team's crucial Monday night showdown versus Green Bay due to a nagging shoulder injury. Cook was unable to finish last week uh, in the win over the L.A. Chargers after suffering the injury. The Vikings, they sit a game back of the Packers in the tight NFC North. Rookie Alexander Madison has been Cook's primary backup this season. He missed week 15 with an ankle injury. Minnesota could be forced to roll out a a three-headed backfield of Amir Abdullah, Mike Boone, and C.J. Ham versus the Pack this week. Will Greer grew up a Carolina Panther fan. Now the rookie will make his first ever NFL start for Carolina versus the Colts on Sunday. He takes over from Kyle Allen, who started the last 12 games in place of Cam Newton. Carolina has lost six straight games entering Week 16. Jerry Jones says he's not worried about Dak Prescott's shoulder injury. Prescott is still expected to be ready to face the Eagles despite the sprained shoulder. Backup Cooper Cooper Rush, though, taking duties with a starting unit in practice today for the Cowboys. Baseball, Francisco Lindor might be staying in Ohio even if the star shortstop does get traded. The Cincinnati Reds, the latest team to enter the Lindor sweepstakes. It's unclear if uh, there's any traction on their move, though. They're just trying to land them. Indians president of baseball ops Chris Ananelli has gone on record saying he does not expect to trade Lindor. The Dodgers are reportedly also very interested in acquiring Lindor, who hit 284 with 32 homers and 22 steals over 143 games with the Tribe last season. The LA Angels have agreed on a one-year deal with right-hander Julio Turan worth $9 million, according to Ken Rosenthal. The 28-year-old will join an Angels staff that consists of Andrew Heaney, Shohei Otani, Griffin Canning, Dylan Bundy, and Patrick Sandoval, so he'll likely be fighting for a fifth or sixth position. The Chicago White Sox have agreed to a deal with lefty Gio Gonzalez in 17 starts with the Brewers last year. The 34-year-old had a 3.50 ERA and a 4.04 FIP. The Milwaukee Brewers uh, and first baseman Justin Smoke have agreed on a one-year $5 million deal. The deal is going to play Smoke $4 million in 2020, which includes a $5.5 million option for 21 with a $1 million buyout, so he's getting $5 million guaranteed. The one-time All-Star is Smoke. Now 33, spent the last five seasons with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he hit 22 homers in 121 games last season. Four in the NBA. Here are the betting lines and matchups. 7.30 action. We got Utah minus 6.5 at the Atlanta Hawks. 224.5 is your total. Game of the night at 8 o'clock. This should be a great one. L.A. Lakers at Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks four-point favorites right now, 226 is your total. 8.30 action. Brooklyn at San Antonio. The Spurs are minus 4, 219.5. And And at 10.30, Houston at the LA Clippers. Clip joint, minus 5. Big total, 235. These teams like to score. Potential NBA number one overall pick, James Wiseman, is leaving the Memphis Tigers, and he'll now prep for the 2020 NBA draft, he announced today. Wiseman played only three games for the Memphis Tigers before the NCAA suspended him for 12 games for receiving $11,500 in moving expenses from now Memphis head coach Penny Hardaway, a booster with the club. M- M- um, Wiseman is seven foot one, 240 pounds, and in his games he was solid, posting 19.7 points, 10.7 boards, and three blocks, leading the Memphis Tigers to a 2-1 and one record in those three games. Top 25 NCAA Hoots action tonight, 7 o'clock. Woof, 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 Wolford. At number four, Duke, Blue Devils, minus 17 and a half, 141. Number seven, Maryland, minus six and a half at the Seton Hall Pirates, 138 and a half is your total. Nine o'clock, NC State at number 12, Auburn Tigers laying seven and a half, 153. And a very busy night in the NHL. We got 10 games on tap. Stick around. 
We'll have them all covered on in-game live tonight with me and Marenzi, 8 to 10 o'clock. Uh, our crew and the other crew, West Coast style, goes 10 to 12. Four games at 7 o'clock. New York Islanders at Boston. Uh, Bruins minus 185.5. Dallas at Tampa. Lightning minus 165.5. Buffalo at Philly. Flyers, 40-cent favorite. Six is their total. L.A. at Columbus. We got the Blue Jackets minus 145, 5.5. 7.30. Nashville, minus 150 at Ottawa, 6.5. 8 o'clock, Chicago at Winnipeg. Jets, 70-cent favorite, 6.5 your total. 9, Carolina at Colorado. Avs laying 15 cents, 6 the total. Montreal at Calgary. Flames laying a quarter, 5.5. 9.30, we got Minnesota and Arizona. Coyotes, minus 165, 5.5. 10 o'clock, Vegas, minus 130 at Vancouver, total 6. MLS re- releasing its schedule today. It'll start February 29th, run till October 4th, and the league expands to 26 clubs this year with the additions of Inter-Miami SCF and Nashville SC. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. We'll talk to our boy Whale Capper breaking down the football and hoop sports tonight, and Gabe and I will break down the total sports betting card. Red Heat and Rage is on SportsGrid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. Let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage has begun. Get on the Griffin Sports Grid. I'm Gabe Morenzi. We're throwing it down with a Rage of Redhead. Cam Stewart on this Thursday night, a uh, football-free Thursday night. So it's interesting. People always complain about how bad the Thursday night uh, football games are. And uh, now tonight there is no uh, Thursday night football game to uh, cry about. And uh, truth be told, I wish there was. I a, agree. Uh, Thursday night football game to uh, cry about right now, Ken. <laughs> I agree. Who cares if the game sucks? We're going to bet on it. Yeah, like and right like now, football. I'd be like, yeah, if the Jets and yeah. Dolphins were playing, we'd be like, all right, the Jets and Dolphins are playing. Yeah. Bengals, Bengals and somebody, sure. Fire it up, man. Bengals, Redskins, I'm in. Yeah, I want a Thursday night game too, Gabe. Uh, hopefully things went well. Uh, great night on in-game live last night for, for the most part. And uh, I should have listened to you on uh, my buddy's uh, inside tip with UNLV. Uh, never an inside tip. Good call on Pacific. But other than that, man, hockey was great. The NBA has been amazing the last two nights, man. These dogs are barking like like they're big, big dogs with rabies. And they're I, I just drooling at the mouth. The dogs have been great. And college went pretty well, too. Hopefully, we can keep the train rolling tonight, Gabe. Uh, yeah, we will. Um, so... No NFL football uh, this evening, uh, but of course we have NFL football on Saturday. A triple yep. header on uh, Saturday. New England Patriots and the uh, Buffalo Bills, the coolest game, the middle game, the sandwich game, uh, so to speak. We'll be on live uh, for it. Uh, that's at uh, 4.30. And then, of course, uh, we've got uh, the Rams and 49ers. You know, a game that I've sort of uh, gone back and forth on so far this week. So I look forward to whale cappers that take on that from Los Angeles. Whale capper uh, should be joining us in a couple of moments uh, time. Um, we'll see if Mark Lawrence will step up and in. I think maybe tomorrow uh, Mark yeah. can, uh, can join us. Well, uh, we can have a nice contrast of styles, Gabe. Babano and Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence, we can go through the whole thing. Ding, 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 ding. And Babano, he'll uh, chat about a game for 10 minutes and uh, hopefully we get an answer. So yeah, it'll, it'll be perfect. You're saying we have a band that will uh, chatterbox it up. Old chatterbox. <laughs> chatterbox. Yeah. That's the best. Uh, Clam Chowder looks at the band and goes, you know, you're a real chatterbox, aren't you're you? You're a real chatterbox. 
That's Babana awesome. will give us like a seven minute breakdown of the game, and then St. Paul, I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah, no, no opinion. Yeah, he'll make an argument uh, for for both both uh, both sides uh, of the game. So, but yeah, no NFL football. The Bulls start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but the NBA is smart, at least. Uh, you know, I brought this up earlier. Like, you look at the NHL. NHL schedule is whacked. The NBA knows. All right, look, there's no NFL football. There's no bowls. There's nothing going on on that uh, Thursday night. Let's put the Lakers and the Bucks on TV. Exactly. Right? Let's put the uh, the Rockets and the Clippers. Like, you know, the, the NBA just, you know, the NBA actually looks and sees what other leagues are actually doing. Yeah. The NHL just lives in oblivion. Yeah. They got a lot of games tonight, though. They just fluked out. Thursday's their busy night. Uh, we'll, we'll break them all down. We'll see if we can track down Whale Capper in the mountains of uh, California. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Game time decisions uh, continues. Nice beat. Yeah, Yang's, uh, Yang's spinning it here. We are hoping for a little freestyle there, uh, Yang. Uh, about us chasing pesos and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> Gotta come later on in the show, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we, Gotta come on later on in the show. Yeah, yeah we, uh, I wanted to get up, actually, me on the Mexican uh, peso. <laughs> Jesse did a great job. Uh, with that, yeah, I saw that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Jesse did a great job uh, with that. Yesterday, we showed you the uh, the city of New York actually uh, being engulfed in a, a snow squall. Um, whale capper right now is uh, being engulfed in sunshine uh, in uh, Southern California. Uh, steps up and in and joins us. Whale capper, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. How you doing, whale capper? As always, fantastic to be on Game Time Decisions. Hope you guys are doing well. Oh yeah, yeah, we're doing great. It's it's ice cold. There's like some sort of weird snow blizzard thing that like nearly killed everybody yesterday. Sounds lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is football weather though. We know football on the East Coast. It's football weather. Steelers and Jets. Nice, nice and cold. The way it should be. Um, <laughs> I'll take the granddaddy of them all for my football weather. That's uh, that's how that's how I like to have my football weather. The, the Rose Bowl is about as cold as uh, as I like. <laughs> the Rose Bowl is cold. <laughs> <laughs> the Rose Bowl is as cold as it gets for welcome. <laughs> Are you going to go to the Rose Bowl? Actually, you know what? Oh. It's on my bucket list. It's crazy. I used to live in Los Angeles, and I never went. Michigan weren't in it uh, when I was there. Um, but it's always been on my bucket list to see the Michigan Wolverines at the Rose Bowl. Oh yeah, they should. Uh, they should have gotten more consideration this year. I'm not really thrilled about. Uh, making the trip up to Pasadena just to see the Wisconsin Badgers. Oregon's pretty exciting. I wanted 
I, I wanted to see Oregon Penn State. I felt like that would have been the most entertaining of all of the possible outcomes, but uh, it's uh, it's Wisconsin, so it's probably going to be a little boring. I'm going to skip it this year, but uh, it's always uh, it's always on my kind of radar because uh, you know the the weather around New Year's in in Southern California is like it's always like absolutely picture perfect on New Year's Day, just you know crystal clear blue skies, you know, perfect, like, you know, 60 degree high. Um, so, you know, I don't want to jinx it knocking on wood here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it should be a pretty great day. Listen to whale capper. Uh, Cam, he says, I don't want to go all the, make the trip all the way to Pasadena. He's in long beach. He's in long beach. Like, it's like 40 minutes. No, no, but I know what you mean. Somebody asked me, they're like, uh, Hey, are you going to see the pinstripe ball? And uh, I said the same thing. I'm like, nah, man, I don't want to go all the way to Yankee Stadium. It's like it's a one subway ride away. But I'm like, nah, man, I'm not doing that for Michigan State and Wake Forest. Like if Will Copper doesn't want to sit outside in the bad weather, Cam, at the Rose Bowl, Bowl, I don't think he'd be going to Michigan State and Wake Forest at Yankee Stadium at 3 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Yeah, remember that yeah. last pinstripe bowl, too? I forget what happened. Wasn't it like like crazy ice storm wind yeah. and whatever? It was like one of the oh, worst shit, weather yeah. games ever. So, no, Gabe, yeah, yeah just stay. It's a bad idea. Yeah, I get I it. Yeah, Playing hey, in Yankee hey, Stadium's hey, cool. Have some sort of kickoff classic there yeah, when the weather's exactly. nice. There you go. You know, like this. Yeah, having a ball in New York on December 27th, it's never worked. <laughs> like, every time it's bad weather. And it's like either bad or just awful. Like there's no in between. You, know, it's never been like, oh, they got lucky. No, 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 no. Like it's no, no, gray, no. it's dark, it's <laughs> wet. It's like, yeah. yeah. At least with the international yeah. bowl, Gabe, we had a dome. It was indoors. Right? We had a dome. Yeah, we saw like everybody. We saw, yeah, Ray Rice, uh, Will Capper, Gabe, and I were at the game when he had four touchdowns and like. 400 sure. yards total. Yeah, was, like we've seen some pretty crazy stuff, but it's indoors, right? So, yeah, that's just a bad idea. Some of these bowl spots, you got to keep them warm for the kids, too. It's also a holiday for them. You, you want them to <laughs> keep enjoy it. warm right? for the kids. Yeah, um, for Bahamas, Bermuda, yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, poor kids are going to Bahamas, and they're caught in like a, a windstorm or hurricane. Storm, I don't know what yeah. the hell's going on out there. But before we I get into the it. NFL, well, Capper, who do you like in that Rose Bowl? Uh, you yeah. The Badgers are yeah. boring, but they're pretty smash mouth. They got Jonathan they Taylor, are. who's a badass running back. He can run wild. The Big Ten's better than the Pac-12. I kind of want to take the Ducks just because the, the Badgers are so boring, but I think boring probably wins. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the line's a little long. I mean, I, mean, I think, uh, you know, I would have uh, made it uh, closer to a pick em personally, um, but I agree with you. Badgers probably get the win. All right, so yeah, let's I like the, love the Badgers in that game, Gabe. You Never do, huh? bet against the Badgers in a bowl game. Remember what they did that last time when Miami was good? They beat them uh, by like thirty points or whatever. Like, like they hung with Ohio State hard in that game. And Ohio State, like the Badgers, are a damn good team. I get Oregon's got athletes. I'll be all over the Badgers. And the thing with the Badgers, yeah, yeah, good. I was just gonna say quickly, uh, well, Capper, they travel real well. Wisconsin's they cold. Do. They have money. Like they'll they're 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 they'll be out in full force in Pasadena all week. Yeah, yeah. I uh, know. I completely agree with you. I think I, overall, my overarching strategy for bowls this year, I'm fading the MAC and I'm fading the Pac-12. I think those are probably your two most overrated conferences as you look across the power numbers right now. Yeah, it's funny you say that. The MAC have been awful in bowl games um, over the years historically, and the MAC are the first three teams up. Actually, the and first, I like them. 
The first three bowl games all involve MAC teams. And what you say, Cab, you like all three love, of them. I, 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 all three. I'm on, I'm on the MAC, baby, especially the first two. I'm taking Buffalo oh, really? and Penn State. I haven't decided oh, about man. the chips yet. Yeah, no. No, I will, Capper. Remember this. Okay, I, and Gabe, I love Gabe because we don't like narratives. But remember that sometimes these teams show up in these bowl games. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, the Pac-12 was the was the worst conference. It happened actually more in basketball when they were ripping them before the tournament. Next thing you know, Oregon's going deep in the tournament. Washington had a run. Like you know, a lot of this stuff. Things change in bowl games. It's a totally different season. You have spaces between. I just think Kent State's in a good spot and. Buffalo, like, who the hell is Charlotte? What are they going to do against Buffalo's running attack? So, anyway, that's just my take. Yeah, everybody, buyer beware, but uh, I've already bet Buffalo at Penn State, Gabe. I'm a turkey for the Mac. I love the fact that that total keeps going under, uh, dipping and dipping and yeah. dipping down to 50 right now, and you just mentioned it, Cam. The Buffalo Bulls, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bulls. Right. The Buffalo Bulls, they ran the ball 613 times. All they do is run. The wind's not going to affect these guys. Like, they're basically like army on steroids. See, Charlotte's numbers against the run, it's pathetic. Like, they'll be, Mm. it's like, I look at it as the UAB game. And me and Gabe, I learned a valuable lesson that game, Whale Capper, when they were in the Bahamas Bowl. Hey, we're here. School program, we're back. We used to be just a basketball kind of school. Now we play football. They got murdered in that bowl game the first time they were there. It's the exact same situation for Charlotte. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be nice to the Mac this year. They're, they, they've been okay. good to me. Okay. You like Charlotte, Will be, Capper? Yeah, I do. I think uh, I think they went out right. Uh, and I, I think, um, you know, my, this is my underlying theory here. It's not based on, like, how they play. It's not based on specific matchups. And, you know, it could all come, you know, you, you made a good point, or at least you, you kind of brought up, like, the nugget of why where I'm going here, uh, um, Gabe. The... Uh, the Mac has done extremely poorly in bowls going back a number of years now. My theory as to why that is is because we have Maction. They have standalone college football games that everybody watches through the month of November where, you know, they're on they're on Wednesdays, they're on uh, you know, they're on Tuesdays. People are watching these teams, they're getting familiar with them, and you're seeing teams like Buffalo just ethering uh, Akron, you know, and you you have that in the back of your head as like, "Oh wow, these guys are actually pretty good." Right. And then, you, you know, like when, when they actually go up against like, you know, reasonably, uh, you know, stiff competition from other conferences, they don't necessarily perform to the expectation that people have kind of like they've anchored in their heads. Like, oh, I saw those guys. They kicked ass that one time when I was watching Maction a couple of weeks ago, you know. And in, so I think it's just kind of like an overall market, uh, like over uh, overestimates these Mac teams just because they've seen them perform on action and, and in some cases kick you know kick the kick the tail off like the bottom feeders in the max so it's uh it could all come crashing back to earth this year this could be the max season but uh i'm for sure going uh going to the wall to the window uh to get some uh, charlotte money this week i'm gonna be looking at the over of uh of this game all right you know what i thought we were going to a break like a minute ago but it was like a helicopter or a plane flying over whale yeah. camper <laughs> Uh, so I, I told my helicopter pilot not to come till three. Yeah, I know you're sure right. Why you so early? Your Ubers, your Ubers <laughs> early. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win one million dollars. 
in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer, the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Now back to the Gabe Morenci with our guest, Will Capper. All right, thank you, uh... Thank you very much, Raging Redhead uh, Cam Stewart. We've got Whale Capper uh, with us. So, Whale Capper, let's jump uh, right in here. Is there a bowl game you want to throw at us before I jump into the National Football League? The only ones I've hit so far are the first ones this weekend. And like I said, I, I'm going against the Mac. So, head-to-head with uh, Cam here. And uh, granted, you guys cover college football a hell of a lot more closely than I do. So, not feeling great about that if you, if you guys think there's a uh, value on the Mac this year. Oh, no, I'm not saying there's value on the No, map. no, no. My, my opinions do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Gabe Morenci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm on my own okay. island uh, right now, but I will say this. I just think these bowl games can go either way. And just one tip to the audience, and Gabe and I will tell you this, some of these like seven-point dogs can win outright by 25, a 17-point dog. This is the craziest time of the year. If you got kahunas and you feel good about a game, like the money lines have to be in play all the time because as Gabe talked about before, Marenzi, we talked about this. Uh, some of these games are total blowouts. 55-13 teams quit. They say they hate the coach. We There's so many weird things happening with kids. It's a lot different than the adults. So some of these money line dogs can really cash. I do like, I'll throw it out there, I do like um, Boise State to beat Washington Whale I think Captain. I do too. Ooh, I think I like nice. that now too. We're talking. Uh, you've got yeah, uh, Chris, I like that one. Chris Peterson Chris Peterson stepping down uh, from uh, from the head coaching situation in Washington. If you're the Washington Huskies, and if you can, Yang, you got to yeah. can you crank the levels up here. If you're the Washington Huskies, three years ago you were in the national, uh, you know, the playoffs. You made the yeah. playoffs two years ago. You were in the Fiesta Bowl. Last year you were in the Rose Bowl. Now you're in the Las Vegas Bowl. You've got a bunch of kids that he recruited that he just quit on right now. Yeah. Right, you know, so it's just a couple of months ago. He's telling all, "I'll oh, come to Washington, come to Washington, and all this stuff." And uh, he, you know, now he's leaving. Not to mention, he left Boise State before. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to be sympathetic and all. Oh, let's let's lose this game to him because he used to coach us. Kind of comes <laughs> full circle. Plus, Boise State always have a chip on their shoulder in these games. Washington have underachieved all year, and like I said, it's not like. You know, Chris Peterson's really sick or something. I mean, I don't know, like, if the players... It's not like win one for the Gipper for Chris Peterson. That's what I'm saying here. Washington have been flat all year. And the other Washington team, too. Mike Leach is only 2-7 and seven in bowl games uh, in his career. I think Air Force uh, will beat these guys pretty easily, actually. I think Air Force will run Ooh. all over them. Nice. I dig those looks a lot. I think, uh, and you know, Las, there's that, the Las Vegas Bowl is better than being, the, you know, the IZ, the uh, the Boise Idaho Potato Bowl, right? You don't want to play Boise State in Boise, so 
but even still, the uh, the Boise State is uh, does always get up for these games. Washington um, has had a you know lost season, and I agree with you. Like uh, it's weird, Chris Peterson's you know sliding out the side door before going up against his old squad. Uh, it's kind of a little bizarre. All right, so let's jump into the National Football League uh, right now. You know, Saturday, it's an interesting slate on Saturday, actually. So the Buccaneer game, you know, the Bucs have been one of the hotter teams down the stretch right now uh, in the NFL. Jameis Winston throws a an interception on the first uh, pass of the game every game, but he also throws <laughs> like four touchdown passes and like over 400 yards. You know, they're just a team. They're starting to click right now with Bruce Arians and Leftwich and everybody. And they're playing with house money. They're not really under any pressure. I believe that Winston has saved his job there in Tampa. Mm-hmm. They'll probably give him like yeah. a two-year extension or something if he wants it. We'll see you know, how it plays out. But I think, you know, there's a lot of positives with the Bucs. The, 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 the Texans are a weird team. They win a big game against uh, the Patriots, then they lose uh, the following week. They're flat. They win a big game last week against the, the Titans. How do they respond this week? And it's too bad that the Buccaneers are without Godwin and without Evans. And, you know, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more movement because they're without their uh, wide receivers. Yeah, and I think uh, it w- it felt like uh, the market uh, caught wise to the uh, absence of Godwin and the impact of that, like on Sunday night, like maybe at, within the first hour that they hung that line because they initially put up uh, Tampa Bay minus one and it drifted all the way now to Houston minus three. And I think that's a fair number given the absences of those two key components from a wide receiver standpoint. And, I, you know, stepping back and looking at Winston overall and his performance recently and kind of, it, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I think he's saved his job in Tampa. If I'm his representation, if I'm his agent, I, he's not taking the field anymore this season. He's done. He's done for the season. I don't want to risk uh, changing perception of him by having him, you know, try to, you know, get it done against a little bit tougher competition uh, and not having his two key weapons. I mean, it, it, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, there, there are, he, he's dealing with injuries. He's got a knee, he's got a hand. He's throwing to a guy in Brashad Perryman. Who's got a hammy. Uh, they don't, they really just don't have very many weapons right now outside of OJ Howard and Cameron Brait from the tight end standpoint. And that's, that's where Winston is the most unreliable. You don't want him throwing short medium passes over the middle. That's where he get constantly gets picked off. Uh, and that's why, you know, there really hasn't been much chemistry between Winston and Howard this season, because if he's targeting Howard, then his, you know, that that is when, uh, you know, he is at his most vulnerable in terms of turning the ball over. So they've kind of gotten away from that. Uh, all that spells trouble. Like, I don't I, if I'm if I'm his rep, I'm saying, you know what, maybe your injury is a little worse than they than they thought. Maybe you should call this, you know, take this game off because you throw him out there and he throws four picks and no touchdowns against the Houston Texans defense that we don't have a ton of regard for. Uh, you know, he's going to start to change perception a little bit about his reliability and, you know, how valuable he's going to be uh, to this franchise going forward. But if you, you know, if you call it a season now, you look at his last handful of games here this year, uh, you know, he's put up some pretty spectacular numbers. He's, you know, he is absolutely exceeding expectations from a yardage and a uh, touchdown standpoint. And, you know, to a degree in today's NFL, interceptions aren't the worst thing. If you are uh, taking risks, if you're pushing the ball down the field, if you're consistently challenging uh, the opposing defenses, you're going to strike out sometimes. You're going to turn the ball over, but you're going to hit some home runs. And that's basically yep. the entire story of Winston's 2019 season. And uh, if I'm Tampa, I'm bringing him back, giving him another couple of years here, especially given that, uh, you know, he seems to have uh, developed a pretty nice rapport with uh, with Bruce Arians and with the offensive coordinator there. Well, Capper, uh, with us, both me and Cam are looking at the Buffalo Bills. Do you agree? 
<laughs> I do like the Bills. Why is this line so high? What in war? I mean, I get it. Like, well, because Tom Brady's thirty-three and three against uh, the Bills. <laughs> yeah, but like Edelman's hurt. Like that's your that, the, like the the key player, uh, the key player that you could really do some damage against the Bills' pass defense with is Julian Edelman, and he is very limited right now. I don't even know if he'll take the field on Sunday. And it's they've had a very tough time getting their running game going. Sony Michelle is an enormous butt bust. Uh, Tom Brady is slowly, slowly generating a little bit of chemistry with Nikhil Harry. Uh, but I still don't think that's a great matchup if you can get uh, you know Trey White on him uh, for the majority of this game. He maybe gets what two three catches. So this is a, a very surprising number given that we're expecting this to be a very low scoring game. And the Patriots offense really has no advantages in the head-to-head here. Like, if the Patriots covered this number, it's because they got more than one defensive special team score, in my opinion. Bulls bulls and Bills parlay, Gabe. That's what I'm telling you, buddy. And if you want to get it, be a real degenerate throw... And I'll circle the wagons wagons with the same. You know what I'll do? A three day (laughs) Buffalo parlay. Sabres tonight, (laughs) Bulls, Bills. Three banger. Anyway, no. I I really believe the revenge spot. We watched the first game too, Whale Capper. Um, Buffalo should have won that game if not for special teams error. Allen was bad. Uh, then he got hurt. Barkley came in. He had them on the doorstep. Like they all, they dominated New England as usual. New England, like finding yep. ways when they get dominated. And they've been dominated most games this year. It's just fact. Take a look at the. You watch the games with the eye test. I can't believe they've won this many games. Uh, what do you think about the next one, Will Capper? Gabe and I are. That's one game I have a problem. San Francisco, L.A. I kind of want to pull the trigger on the Rams. Disappointing game yeah. against the Dallas Cowboys. Can they come back? And I don't trust San Francisco to cover that number, but they should be in a bad mood after pissing it away against the Falcons too. Tough game to cap. Yeah, I could, your your points on the Bills game were spot on. Your points on the uh, on the Niners game are spot on. I think there's line value on the Rams. I would have made this about a four four and a half point game. These are still two very talented teams. They know each other well. They, they over the course of the Shanahan McVay rivalry since they've been installed as these young up-and-coming head coaches, McVay has consistently, uh, you know, taken uh, taken Shanahan's lunch money. Like, th- it has not been a very, uh, you know, a very fair matchup uh, given these two rosters. And there's not a lot of pieces that, uh, that the Rams are missing here that I'm especially worried about. Whereas on the Niners' side, some of these injuries that they're dealing with are non-trivial, uh, especially in the defense. I think the fact that they couldn't keep, you know, they couldn't slam the door against the Falcons, who have nothing to play for when they were up four uh, late in that game, was pretty sad. I thought Shanahan's decision-making was poor. He had the opportunity to go for it a couple times late in the game to extend drives and to really kind of put pressure on the Falcons and just play keep away from them. Uh, instead, you give them the ball back. They drive down the field. They get a, they get a touchdown, and they uh, threaten your ability to lock up the one seed. That's, this, is like, this is enormous leverage. You can't be taking these late-season games trivially, and the Niners absolutely did. And I guess you can make excuses for them because they had spent two weeks on the road. They had had two tough, comp, you know, two tough games back to back. The second one, they they put all of their play, you know, they emptied the playbook to get that win against the Saints. But you know, if you really are the best team in the NFC, you aren't dropping games like that at home. Uh, I don't care how bad your travel has been. And uh, I think there are, you know, there are cracks there. There are signs that uh, I'm a little bit concerned about if I'm a Niners backer in the futures market or if I'm expecting them to. 
you know, to run down the stretch here and get the one seed. I, you know, this this has a lot of whiffs of, uh, you know, they could have peaked a little bit too early. And I agree with you. The Rams at uh, plus six and a half has been staring at me all week. Yeah, Rams are um, after being throttled last week. You can see them sort of just going out there and letting the playbook, uh, letting it all roll. As you made, as you mentioned, Shannon struggled in the division as well. Right. We'll take a quick break. We'll keep Will Cap for a couple more minutes. We'll get into a couple more NFL games and see what he thinks about the big NBA card tonight. Get on a grand sports pick. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. I'm just going to upset people with what I just tweeted out, but hey, whatever. I don't care. Merry Christmas. Suck on it. Uh, suck on it. Yeah, suck on this. You know, you know what it is? It, it bothers me. It just bothers me. They just they just nod, They just announced the Hall of Fame uh, nominations for, uh, for basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I see Kobe Bryant. All right. Kevin Garnett. Tim Duncan. Chris Bosh. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that Chris Bosh isn't a Hall of Famer, but it just bothers me that somehow he's going in with these guys. Good point. Like that, you know. So I just tweeted, I go, you know, basically, so Chris Bosh gets to ride another player's coattail again, even going into the <laughs> Hall of Fame right now. Is Chris Bosh, is Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Oh, borderline. You know what it is? I think it's real borderline. Listen, guys, I'll just be real. I, the Basketball Hall of Fame is the loosest one, guys. Yep, it's essentially ever, a strip club. If you pay to cover, you're getting in. You know what I mean? They let everybody yeah. in this one. Yeah, that's a good point. Was he ever first-team All-NBA in any of his seasons? I know once he got to Miami, because he, he was the third banana, they really didn't have us. You know, he he was, you know, always kind of way down the, uh, the voting list. But I don't remember him ever being All-NBA all first-team. No, that's he kinda, ever, like, dominant? like. Yeah. He was good with the Raptors. He was all right. He, he, he always choked. Um, he actually admitted that he couldn't win by himself. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I've never been a big Bosch guy. He was hurt all the time. Yeah, you could argue that it's not his fault. He had heart issues, but whatever. And I find it ironic, actually, that he had heart issues because you really didn't have much heart. You know? I'm not a Chris Bosch fan. Maybe I'm biased. I don't like him, Cam. I didn't like the fact. No, I don't like. Him. I didn't like the fact that we were nice to him during the finals. Yeah, screw him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I remember what he said about Toronto on the way out. Like, yeah, that's uh, another. I, thing. I don't. I don't forget this stuff. Like, he's he, the guy's a douchebag. He's a tool. Uh, he wouldn't get my vote. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and you know it's what? A problem. I, yeah, yeah. He's just, when, when you look when you look at the quality of guys going in, like the difference between Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, even Kevin Garnett, and then him, like. It's like he is so low compared to those guys. It's like you have legends and then you have Bosch. Like Bosch is a good player, a, a bit above average, but I'm with you. I think it's his Hall of Fame status is borderline to to me probably not. 
I think if you if you made it a little bit uh, trickier, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Those other guys are absolute locks. Like he's not even in their league. He's the number is, one trending topic on Twitter right now, Bosch. Yeah, like, well, Twitter's blowing up. What do you think, Whale Capper? I, I mean, honestly, if it's the Hall of Very Good, put him in. He was yeah. very good. And it's um, a first ballot. He's getting in <laughs> yeah, on the first crazy. ballot. What the hell? What the hell? I, I, honestly, like, uh, I think you can tell the uh, the story of the NBA without bringing up Chris Bosch, which you can't with the other guys. So I, I don't know. That's a that's a weak pick. Uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> now, hey, now people are arguing uh, if he goes in as a member of the Heat or the Raptors. Oh God, the Heat! Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll It'll tell you. Heat. I'm going to take a contrarian point of view on this. Good job by the Basketball Hall of Fame to get a little controversy stirred up. Who even knew that they were coming out with the uh, this year's <laughs> class? You know, like that. This would have been a blip. On the radar, if they didn't uh, do something weird like this, so yeah, I just uh, don't like it. You're uh, right. This is good PR. It even good PR by them. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Chris Bosh headline a stellar class. It's like, dude, <laughs> like really, like you, you just jumped on another dream team, Bosh. Somehow, like that's what I just tweeted. Like, well. Kobe Bryant, come on, like that's the you know, like really, a Kobe Bryant's first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. So what? They're Can't all getting in for a ballot. And another thing, even Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's ripping LeBron about how LeBron needed to join the Miami Heat to win. It's like, dude, you needed to join the Boston Celtics to win. Yeah, what? These guys like are unbelievable. Like LeBron the other day oh bitching. Do you see that, Cam? LeBron the other yeah. day was bitching about Kawhi Leonard. Like not by oh, name, but about how LeBron's yeah. like, oh, kids pay to come see me play. I don't want to let him down. It's like, bro, you did let him down. There's all kinds of games and signs with kids saying, you ruined my birthday. You ruined Christmas. Yeah, like that's the thing. The king is the king of early load management. What a, The guy yes, forgets yes. himself. Like, so he's such a hypocrite. The guy used to do it all the time. Oh, uh, man, I can't play. And then he rips Kawhi Leonard. You know what, LeBron? Get bent. I'm so done with that guy, man. <laughs> Everyone loves him doing our network. I, I'm with Gabe. I just, the guy, dry. he's a great player, great scorer, but enough. Enough. Yeah. Like yep. he calls he guys eyeballs. out for stuff that he does all the time. So, you know, all right. So, um, anything in the NFL whale cap when we look at tonight's NBA card, uh, interesting NFL. Like uh, we looked at Saturday's games, anything on Sunday, catch your eye. It is Sunday's games are also, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of interest on Sunday, I guess. Um, New Orleans, Tennessee. Bottom. Interesting. That one. Yeah, God, that one's going to be good. Dallas, um, Philadelphia, of course. That, that was the one where I wanted to start because, you know, like, like if you look up and down the card on Sunday, um, there's a lot of filler. <laughs> there's a yeah, lot yeah, of games yeah, yeah. where yeah, there there's is. nothing yeah, at yeah. stake. Well, Miami, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great game. Great game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I do, I do kind of like the Bengals. Can either one of you guys talk me off the Bengals? Because I got to uh, tell you, uh, they, have, <laughs> they, have, they have a two-game lead in the Tankathon. Um, they're playing a uh, lot more, with a lot more pride. It feels like the Dolphins, uh, you know, they kind of gave it their all in the month of November. They put up some respectable yeah, yeah. performances, but they're flagging now. Like they don't have the depth. Their guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, backup. You know, they're basically their whole team of replacement level players and they played hard. They played hard. It's for caught up to them. They're, though, yeah. They're, yeah, it's caught up to them where meanwhile, you at least have a couple of dynamic weapons in the passing game who are going to be out there on the field for Cincinnati. So I think the Bengals I was on them last win. week, Whale Capper, but I might go back to them again. That's the thing. Like, they scorned me, but I don't know. Like, they played really good in that Patriots game, but Dalton's four, four uh, picks. Pick six <laughs> yeah, in the game. Yeah. Like, they could have. They were leading at one point. I was excited. I'm just, I don't know. They'll break your heart, buddy. But 
Tough yeah, game. he's going. You're, you got uh, you got a huge step down though for Dalton. Like he was going yeah. up against the most one of the most elite oh, I know. defenses we've ever seen in this league, and now he's going Good up call. against the JV squad. You know, like that. Yep. Like like if if uh, who, who are even out there for the Dolphins right now? Xavier, you know, Xavier Woods is on IR. Uh, Rashawn Jones is on IR. Like like the guys that are legitimate starting players in the NFL. Uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick is gone. Like the guys that they they had a decent secondary for week one, and they still got burned. Uh, and now all of those guys are gone. So I I really would be surprised if Dalton doesn't have uh, kind of the same sort of performance we saw him put together against the Jets. You remember that game, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand this Packer Viking line. Dalvin Cook is out, and it didn't even matter. It's five and a half. Like the Packers are getting sure. zero respect at all. But what about this Cowboy game? And it looks like it's official right now. <laughs> Dak Prescott says he's playing. So, yeah, yeah there's, if anyone yeah. was wondering, you know, but honestly, from what I understand, like, they don't even want him picking up a Coke can. Like, yeah, they told I him, think, like, uh, it's more yeah. than, like, he can't throw. It's like, no, 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 no. He can't do anything. Like, they're, so he's yeah. not going to get touched all week. He'll probably get shot up. And then he's a tough dude, though, you know, but how effective is he going to be? What do you, what do you make of that game, Will Capper? Yeah. So, my get, my, first of all, I think, you have to kind of look a little sideways at all of the Dallas Cowboys injury news, just based on the way that they've conducted themselves over the course of the season. I don't know if you guys remember the first uh, Eagles Cowboys game very well, but it was the same sort of thing. Like half the team was on the injury report on, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, guys were trending down. Everybody was kind of freaking out like, Oh my God, who are they even going to have out there? And then Sunday rolled around and everyone was active. So I think they, you know, they've been gaming the injury report a little bit this season, haven't gotten smacked on the hand for it. Uh, and so I really don't think that uh, any of the news or you know stuff that's being circulated is uh, especially meaningful in terms of who is going to be available to play. Uh, Dak Prescott's injury, in my opinion, and the way they're handling it is just they don't want him to be throwing passes and inflaming what is likely just you know a rotator cuff bruise. Uh, and I agree, they're going to shoot him up, they're going to put him out there, and he's probably going to find some some success because. The Eagles' past defenses acquitted themselves extremely poorly this season. They've been bad, uh, and they, you know, they've had a couple of uh, weeks where they went up against some pretty weak competition, and they looked pretty decent. And we, we kind of tricked ourselves into thinking, "Oh, well, they're healthier. They're getting a little bit better. They're going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, capable of, of playing solid defense." Um, but overall, uh, you know, it's it's a scary unit in terms of you know, hope, you know, putting all of your hope on uh, you know on that uh, matchup right there that you're not going to get passed on. You're going to get passed on. You as the Eagles have to figure out how to score. You have to figure out how to keep the crowd in the game because that's one of your biggest advantages in this one. You are an underdog team. You have savvy vets who have kind of been in this exact scenario up against, you know, very stiff competition. And you've used your ability to kind of get your team up for the moment. Uh, in the past, I think you have to go back to that well. I think if you're Doug Peterson, you have to put together kind of a master motivational uh, performance in the locker room before this game, and you got to get this crowd whipped up because it's going to be nighttime. There's going to be energy, uh, and you absolutely have to do everything you can. Uh, you have to do everything you can to try to disrupt the uh, the continuity of the Cowboys' offensive line because you have an advantage with your depth, with some of the players that you have on your D line, you're going to be able to get pressure. You're going to be able to generate sacks. And, you know, that's going to be your key to stopping their passing game is simply just making Dak uncomfortable in the pocket, putting him on his ass. And uh, I think all of that kind of stems from, you know, getting the crowd into the game. Uh, and I think that's really the, the deciding 
advantage here why i would you know advocate for philly being more like a 50 50 play here than you know the current line implies them you know maybe about 45 43 percent i think that uh, the value is backing philly on the money line in this game and carson wentz i think has a lot to prove to the philly fans but uh the way that they can attack uh the cowboys defensively plays into the way that the cowboys have been struggling this year the cowboys made mr trubisky look like uh, you know, the next coming of Roger Staubach. And uh, I would I would expect that it, with a tight, with, you know, with a two tight end attack, with a lot of dump offs to um, to Miles Sanders, you're going to really put some pressure on the Cowboys linebacking core to cover well, to make tackles. And that's where they've really struggled this year. So I think Philly's going to score points. I think Dallas is going to score points. And I think that uh, the deciding factor will just be, uh, you know, the, the pass rush for the um, for the Eagles. Uh, and the uh, you know the environment and the energy in the crowd. I think the Eagles are going to get this win, uh, and uh, you know we're going to look in a couple of weeks. We're going to look at them in their playoff matchup and think, how in the hell did the Eagles get here? Uh, and it's uh, it's a testament, I guess, to their uh, to their resiliency, but also, uh, boy, have they underachieved this year? Well, Capper with us, right? Well, Capper, I think we got about a minute and a half or so, uh, give or take tonight. NBA Lakers and Bucks. Um, and then oh, we've God, got be good. Clippers and Rockets. What's your take? Uh, what should uh, we be betting on tonight? God, those both of those games are so good, and I think that the market nailed those lines. I tried a dozen ways to try to scratch out an edge. Uh, I think there's a tiny bit of value on the Lakers. It's not enough for me to place a wager. Uh, and in the Clippers game, I would go Clippers. Not strong, you know, not a strong edge really. Um, but, uh, if you remember the last time the Clippers played, uh, played the Rockets, it was a pretty competitive game. The Rockets went up early. They did their telltale. We're going to come out hot. We're going to come out fast. We're going to shoot the lights out early here. Uh, and then we're going to flame out in the second half. Like it was absolutely telltale by them. And, uh, as it kind of wound down and the game was on the line, you saw some pretty clear and obvious, uh, tactical advantage for the Clippers because they were like, we can defend all of you. And yes. we are going to do that. And we're going to let Russell Westbrook ha- shoot his way out of this game for you Rockets. And it was such a perfect plan. I wouldn't even deviate from that for a second. Uh, Paul George laughed. I laughed out loud seeing it live. Paul George stepping away from Russell Westbrook at the three-point line and moving to the place on the floor where he knew the rebound was going to go when Westbrook, <laughs> when, uh, when Russell bricked it. It was, it was perfect. And I, I would guess that... Uh, you know, if it's even a close, I mean, I know they're five, five and a half point favorites right now, but uh, they they have all the advantages here to really, uh, to kind of, uh, to put the Rockets in their place, in my opinion. Whale Capper. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Everything else. Uh, have a good one, Whale Capper. In between, thank you for joining yeah. us. We'll catch up with you, you next week well. if you're not on the slopes in Switzerland or something. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Whale Capper. We go to Austria, man. <laughs> Austria. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Who you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm local? 
thanks to Will Capper for stepping up and, and uh, joining us. Yeah, hard not to like the Clippers tonight. Me and Cam will take a look at all the games here in the 6 o'clock hour. Game time decisions. Uh, Pluto TV channel 517. Uh, we were talking earlier a little bit about Chris Bosh. Um, he's going to be going to the Hall of Fame. It's not like he's not getting in. So uh, he's going in with a pretty stellar class of Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, uh, to, to Keisha Cummings, and uh, Chris Bosh. That's your, uh, that's the Hall of Fame class. And it was funny because earlier in the day, actually, it was announced that Art Modell is on the list uh, for um, for the NFL under the builders uh, category. Really? Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, how that, you know, it, it, it would just be, it shows, like, just how you buy your way into these things, Cam. Yeah. Like, all these owners, I never, I've never been a fan of owners in the Hall of Fame. I and agree. If you look at Art Modell, the dude never won. I mean, what did he do at Cleveland? He's, he never won in Cleveland. They sucked. He screwed he everybody. Town. He yeah. left. Yeah. And he's going to get in the Hall of Fame? Exactly. And not just the way he left. He did it like shady, middle of the night, packed the van. See ya. It wasn't like a legitimate, yeah, you know, this is what's happening. No. The guy, that's a snake move. No, he should not get into the Hall of Fame. He should actually be the opposite of the Hall of Fame for the things that he did. I agree. And the franchise sucked, too. Screw him. I, 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 he should never be in the Hall of Fame. That's an absolute joke. I can't even believe he's uh, on the list. Stupid. You know, here's uh, here's some of the other players that are on this list, actually. The coaches. So, basically, there's there's a, uh, there's a bunch of names here, and they get 10, 10 players, three contributors, and two coaches. So, 15 uh, players off the list. Coaches, Don Coriel, Bill Cower, Tom Flores, Mike yep. Holmgren. Jimmy Johnson, Buddy Parker, Dan Reeves, Dick Vermeil. Good group there. You can only put two of them in. Two coaches. Wow. We'll hit this on the other side. That's tough. Yeah, there's a couple of deserving guys here, I think, too. The players are interesting as well. See, football, it's hard to get into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Basketball, not so much. <laughs> 